The Heather McCoy Show. Welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. Joining us on the Skype line is Robert Larson, who does a regular weekly report on the from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. Welcome to the show, Robert. Hey, Heather. Always fun to do this. Yeah, well, it, it's a, it was a watershed election in 2012, just last uh, November, last Tuesday, actually. Uh, some people call it status quo, even though that there's big, big changes to that status quo, even though the numbers stay the same. Republicans don't dominate the Inland Empire now either? Yeah, we have in, in certain areas of the Inland Empire, especially where I live out here in the Murrieta, Temecula area, it's been uh, Republicans pretty much win all uh, state uh, offices and mostly local ones as well. And that's not the case any longer. And we have a, a congresswoman who's been serving for quite a while, and she just got upset. Uh, that's Mary Bono Mack. Used to be married to Sonny Bono. Uh, and anyway, yeah, that's now uh, won by a Democrat and a couple other uh, districts around the Inland Empire. So it's uh, I think it has to do somewhat with the redistricting that was done recently that uh, it was supposed to be a... Um, neutral sort of group, but I think the Democrats had a lot of sway over the group and therefore redistricted to their benefit. Yeah. As the Republicans do in many other states. In uh, Texas? Yeah, and Ohio and Pennsylvania are really extreme examples of that. So so uh, the other, what are some of the other really progressive uh, results in the Inland Empire? Um, well, you know, I, there's a lot of the things that, that statewide passed that are, are uh, rather progressive. I don't have the exact numbers on the uh, the tax for um, the schools. The, what was that, the Jerry Brown? Oh, uh, that was Prop 30, and I think it passed by a very narrow margin, but it still did pass. Yeah, and um, I, don't, like, I don't know the exact numbers here in the end on Empire, but there were... Um, you know, it did have some support, which it's so right wing out here, and people, you know, hate any taxes, and so I think it was, uh, it, it was just really interesting. There seems to be a wave going on, even out here. People are um, moving away from the Fox News uh, fueled uh, worldview. I think, though, in that case, reality is kind of setting in, where everybody knows somebody that has been hurt by the cuts that have been happening in higher education for the last five years. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, I random people I talk to, they seem to there are a lot of people that do support that tax, and it's just because there are a lot of young families out here with children in school, and they they <laughs> they know they have to pay for a lot of the things at the schools that used to be just paid for by the state. It comes out of their pockets, you know, just right out of their pocket. So they figured, well, let's just do this the way we used to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're like, you know, they're feeling that every day. So they're like, you know, we need the state to be putting more money into the schools. And uh, So I think it's a good thing because I know uh, I was around in the 70s before Prop 13 and when we had plenty of money for the schools we were the envy of the rest of the country in california our school system and uh it's uh, it's not that way any longer we need to get back to that we really do is there any way that do you think the next possible phase would be like repealing prop 13 as far as just the the real estate uh or i'm sorry just the commercial real estate side of it uh 
you know, there's been some adjustments I think made to Prop 13, and uh, but yeah, now there is a, a possibility with the Democratic uh, supermajority in the state legislature, and that they can do some things they weren't able to do before. And people who are progressive are saying, well, don't go kind of crazy because then there'll be kind of a backlash and Republicans will come back into power, but make some sensible adjustments where we have a little bit more tax revenue and we can do the things that most people really want done. Yeah. Well, it, well, the, the part, one of the people that actually said that was Jerry Brown himself, who kind of, uh, in a very Nancy Pelosi impeachments off the table kind of way, said, oh, we're not going to get too carried away with the supermajority, which I'm sure most Californians want them to get a little carried away. <laughs> That's why they voted him in, but I don't know. Well, Jerry Brown's an interesting character. You know, he, he was in, I think he was governor then when uh, Prop 13 passed, and he was against it. Yeah. And when there was such a tidal wave of, of actual support for it, this is when people first started buying into the whole like, kind of Reaganomics uh, view of the world. Uh, when there was such support for it, uh, uh, Brown kind of changed his mind a bit and kind of grudgingly said that he supported some aspects of Prop 13. And he was, uh, a lot of progressives considered him a little bit of a flip-flopper at the time because of that. And uh, so I don't know where he stands on it now. It would be a good question to ask him. Yeah, when he was around back then. So. Yeah. So we're, we uh, we had that major in about the red light cameras. That was a local initiative in um, Marietta. Uh, did that pass? Yeah, it did, actually, by a pretty good margin. And I, um, and I just think it was... Not so much ideological, just that a lot of people have gotten those tickets and they're, you know, they're saying that the, the yellow lights are shorter on these uh, intersections where they have these cameras and so you get kind of like uh, sucked into a red light that you might not otherwise have gotten. Uh, so people are pissed off. They're expensive tickets. You can't really fight them. And uh, I, I think most of these tickets, it... it wouldn't have been near causing an accident, but uh, it's just, I, and I think people just feel it's a little big brotherish, and that basically that's my opinion of it, and I, I think I'm I'm far from alone in that, and that, so yeah, they're going to take out the red light cameras unless one of the court challenges succeeds, which uh, the deep pockets of the uh, red light camera manufacturing people are... Uh, in effect and usually the not just the deep pockets but they can afford the lawyers the city can't yeah 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 so yeah the other funny thing is in wildemart where you had the pass the public park initiative because they have not very many it would take a two-thirds majority vote and uh believe it or not they're actually slower than florida in counting those votes we still don't know the result on that yeah, the last uh, update I saw anywhere was uh, from, uh, uh, I guess it would have been Friday, that they were still counting votes on that, and uh, it, so I don't know, maybe it's, it's uh, they didn't count over the weekend, and so today's Monday, so maybe they're counting again today, we'll, we'll hear an update on that, but as of Friday, it, it was ahead, and it was, uh, but it's one of those things that seems to require a two-thirds vote. I think I, it's not a state issue, but I think a lot of cities as well have a, a thing where any type of tax increase requires two-thirds vote. So, but it, it was right at that threshold, and it was it was uh, had 
uh, just a handful of votes over the threshold it needed as of Friday. And so we'll uh, we'll wait the outcome. But, I mean, even if it falls short, the fact that it's getting right around two-thirds is really uh, stunning to me that in this area where tax increases are considered the work of Satan. <laughs> yeah. To do it just because, wow, you know, it really sucks that we don't have parks here in Wildemar. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm heartened at least, even if it falls short, but, you know, is right near the two-thirds level. You know, the one thing that I do wish had two-thirds, two and most of the time I'm against the supermajority, is uh, you can always raise and lower taxes. That's never something that you can't undo. Bond issues, however, you cannot undo. You you issue a bond and then you're good. For, you have to pay that back eventually. I wish bond issues had to be a supermajority. Yeah, that's that sounds like a good idea because you're really locked into that. And, yeah. Yeah, but we so we now have the supermajority in the California state legislature. We should see some uh, changes statewide and affecting the Inland Empire here in the whole state. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Waving your magic wand, what would you be? What would the act that they would pass with their newfound power? Uh, you know, I, I think <laughs> some uh, tweaks to, if not elimination of Prop 13, that 1970s initiative that uh, really dropped property taxes way down, and and that was money that would have gone to schools, and our school system has suffered horribly because of it over the last few decades so do something about that okay i think that would be one of mine in addition to uh hopefully they can put less retarded people in charge of the high-speed rails train system it doesn't seem like it seems like all the uh government flunkies are kind of in charge of that they don't seem to be doing a good job yeah yeah and the pace is super slow and yeah do so much for our state just on a psychological level oh and, totally you know, we have high-speed rail we're in the 21st century yeah and then you can actually go to different cities at hopscotch without having to take a like a two or three hour octa bus ride i agree with you on that yeah, yeah. and speaking of election and election night you actually saw a weird sight coming home from an election night party that you had with your sister uh what was what did you see yeah i was driving down what is it? Uh, it's the 79 South, Highway 79 South in Temecula. And all of a sudden you get to a spot and the road's closed off and there's all these cop cars. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? It didn't look like an accident, but oh wait, they're moving something. Oh wow, it looks like they're moving a big uh, mobile home. And, and I'm like, wait, this is much bigger than a mobile home. What the hell is this? I mean, this thing was a monstrosity. I mean, and I'm thinking like, I feel like I'm in a dream. This thing looks so unreal. It, it just was, was like two semis side by side with some weird platform with all these wheels and this monstrous thing hundreds of feet long. And I, I just I had no idea what it was. And, and it was kind of dark and they herded us around on another street. So I couldn't get that close to it. And then the next day I read in the paper, this was a nuclear steam generator from the San Onofre nuclear plant that has uh, reached the end of the line of its usefulness and they are moving it to be disposed of in the desert in Utah and it's taking days and days and days for them to get there because they can only move this at night because it takes up two lanes of the freeway and it can 
go at a maximum speed of only 25 miles per hour. And it, it's this thing weighs, uh, let me see, get the figure on this here. They, they give the weight of it. It's uh, 800,000 pounds. Wow. And, and you just really have to see this. There's a website you can go to that's got some pictures of it. And it, it just, it's one of those things that you just are just in awe of. What, whether, whatever you feel about nuclear power or them moving this through the, the roads or when it's supposedly only slightly radioactive and no danger to you and stuff. They say if you stand by it for an hour, it's the equivalent of being at the dentist office or something crazy like that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, maybe they're right, but I don't, uh, I don't think I would want to get too close to it for any length of time. But it's just one of those things that you see it and you're, you kind of have to just close your eyes and reopen them and <laughs> tell yourself you're not dreaming. It just looks so weird. Yeah, and then also, too, from my experience with uh, San Onofre public relations people, you always take what they say with a grain of salt because they like to underestimate everything. Of course. <laughs> so that would be a weird sight in the middle of the night with all the cop cars and just seeing that thing just slowly creep along the freeway. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a website, uh, www.songscommunity. Don't know why that's it. Songscommunity.com. And you can see pictures of it. It's really quite amazing. Yeah, it is. I was going to give that website, but there's a backslash on there that I think if it's when you click through it, though. So um, Robert Larson has been our guest. He joins us from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. This is the Heather McCoy Show.